Well, if you've been here for the last three or four weeks, you're probably a little tired of Jesus and the bread. <laughs> Lynette preached on the bread about four weeks ago. Then I preached a little bit on the bread and I am the week after that. And then we talked about bread again last week. Here we are, Jesus saying, I am the bread of life this week. Now, we're just following the order of the scripture. This just happens to be a very, very long discourse about Jesus being the bread, the bread of life. Uh, this week, though, what I want us to focus on as we talk about Jesus being uh, the bread of life uh, is I want to talk about a little bit of truth in that Jesus is talking about who he is. He's saying, I'm the bread that comes down. I'm the bread of life. I have fed you bread. And last week we talked about soul food and we talked about how Jesus is wanting to be more than just uh, a material food to feed our hunger, but wants to also feed our souls and to nourish us. From a socio-economic and historical perspective in this scripture, there's a whole lot that's going on. One, bread in this day and time when the scripture was written was a big deal. Not just he who had the money had the power, but he who had the bread had the power. He who could feed all of these poor people, that's why they were back out there asking, give me more bread, give me more bread. He's like, no, I want to hook you up with something other than this bread to feed your belly. I want to hook you up with some soul food, some bread for your soul. So he is more than just the bread of life in this point. He is also making a statement that is irritating some people. He is being a little bit too much, or as we call it in our house, he's being extra. He's being real extra, and the problem is, is the authorities, the people who know it all, and know how to tell you how to live it all, and how to do it all, and how you're supposed to worship God, and how you're supposed to live, how you're supposed to exist. Those people, as you heard in the scripture, they were grumbling. Who does he think he is? Bread of life. Who does he think he is? Isn't this Mary and Joseph's son, why he walk around here talking about he the bread of life, he the bread that came down from heaven? He ain't nobody. Grumbling. You know grumbling. Parking lot conversation. Some of y'all have them when y'all leave here. <laughs> grumbling. <laughs> grumbling at the water cooler. You know, grumbling, gossiping, talking, backbiting. They grumbling. Oh, who does he think he is? He, what he doing? Why he doing that? Why he talking about he the bread? They're grumbling and carrying on and carrying on and carrying on. But Jesus is aware of the truth. Jesus knows the truth about himself. He knows the truth about the situation. He knows the truth about what is going on. In Ephesians that was read, it said, the truth, tell the truth to your neighbor because we are parts of each other in the same body. Jesus knows the truth. They are not saying in Ephesians, don't lie, don't tell the truth, don't just tell the truth, don't lie, stop lying. What they're saying is when we lie on each other, about each other, about ourselves, we are still all lying to the body and to each other. 
So Jesus says, well, I know the truth. Y'all can keep grumbling all you want to, but I am connected to you. I am part of you. You are connected to me. You can keep grumbling, keep talking about me. I'm going to do exactly what God has called me here to do and be the bread of life, the soul food, the nourishment that you need. Jesus knows his history. He knows he's Mary and Joseph's son. He knows he's from God. He knows that he's fed the 5,000. He knows where he has come from, and he knows where he is going, which is why he is clear on the truth about who he is. We heard it saying in the song that he is more than wonderful, that he is a, a wonderful counselor, that he is the mighty God, and he is the prince of peace. Many of us have known Jesus just as that. Many of us have experienced Jesus to be just that for us. The issue is, and Allie touched on this in her song, is that we have a story. We have a truth as well, too, about where we have been and where we are going to. When we think about our truth and how God has raised us up out of some very poor situations, how God has brought us to this very moment and time to be exactly who we are, the thing that we are supposed to be doing is what Jesus is doing, is telling the truth and shaming the devil. Not holding back on what God has done from you, where God has brought you from, when God has been the wonderful counselor. I saw Adam's eyes welling up with tears because I know. I know part of the story. I don't know all the story. But I know where God has brought him from. I know where I have come from. I know where God has brought Marcus from. I know your, some of your struggles with adopting children and trying to build your families. I know some of your struggles in your relationships. Oh, but God is more than a wonderful counselor and the Prince of Peace. Tell the truth and shame the devil. I know some of y'all are a little nervous because y'all are like, oh, he's talking about the devil today. What's wrong with him? I know pastors don't really believe too much in that devil. Devil, translated in the Old Testament as the accuser. Translated in the New Testament as the adversary. So I give you two other ways to look at the devil. He, it can be the horned creature in the subterranean, or this can be the adversary the accuser. Some of you have adversaries. Some of you have accusers. It may be people, it may be organizations, it may be places, it may be things. But your truth is something that you cannot let go of. The truth of where you have been and where you are going is something you cannot let go of. Tell the truth and shame the devil. You know, someone asked me this week about um, <laughs> my, my history and how we came to, uh, how I came to be the pastor here at this church, how I was ordained, and they, they asked about some of the, the struggle. 
and, and what did it take, and how did you get here? That is a long story, and we only had an hour and a half, I think, for dinner. <laughs> I couldn't get into, into all of it. But I do know this, one thing in my story, is that there was a time when I thought I was off track. But as I was telling that story and Rick and Bruni were talking to me, they said to me, well, we think we're off track sometimes, but God is still the plan A. You are still on track and you're being prepared for what it is that God is going to have you to do. See, that story is the story we want to leave out. <laughs> that truth is the story that we want to leave out. What we want to say is, is, here's my story right now. I'm just Christina Edwards Well, and I'm just on America's Got Talent. But you told them, no, no, baby, that's not, that's not the whole truth. Let me tell the truth and shame the devil. People didn't pick me up and call me several times, but look at God. I am here now. I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. See, the sidetrack story is the story that we want to leave out. But your good story, and you're looking good and smelling good now, but when you were funky, that's the story that you need to add to the part. When you couldn't find a bar of soap or any body wash, that's the story that you need to add to your good smelling story that you have now. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Hey, and maybe even save a soul. I always tell people I could became a pastor because you don't know what I'm like when I'm off Jesus. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, going to, uh, going to hell in a, uh, in a handbasket. I say, I was hell in the handbasket. <laughs> I know where I've been. I can affirmly say, that he picked me up and turned me around and put my feet on solid ground. I heard the old saints, what do they used to say? I ain't what I ought to be, but I damn sure ain't what I used to be. Cathedral of Hope, we are not yet what we ought to be, but we ain't what we used to be. Glory to God. It took a while to get here. It took a ways to get here. We ain't what we used to be, and we ain't but we ought to be, but we are well, well on our way. Christina will come up here soon and sing, I know, I know where I've been. And I want you to let that song just sink in. I don't have to thump this sermon out to go to my seat because she's going to bring the rain and the thunder for us. But what is your story? What is the truth that you have that can shame the devil, the adversary, the accuser, all of your naysayers? You are here for a reason, here by design, gifted by God. Do you know where you've been? And do you know where you're going to? Amen? Amen. Let us pray.